Thank you for joining us today. We really enjoy the constructive comments and the questions about our Bible studies as we continue our study on future events, especially on God's calendar and what's next on, on God's uh, prophetic plan. Aren't you glad we have a Bible? Because this way we have a written record of what God wants us to know about future events. And so today, you'll notice our chart uh, in a very subtle way. I've tried to change five to six because you know what? As I continue to study this in preparation for our lessons, I think in addition to the great white throne judgment, I want to cover a whole session on the new heaven and the new earth. Some exciting truths in God's word about that and really helps us put together the whole plan of God. But as you know, over the past several weeks, we've been looking at these events and we ask each time, what's the purpose of the event and when does the event occur? It's my feeling that when we know the purpose of the event and when it's going to occur, that really helps us put together the whole plan of God that he has in mind so we can say what's next on God's calendar. And so we covered the rapture, the tribulation, the battle of Armageddon. The last two weeks we spent on the millennial kingdom. And today we want to look at the great white throne judgment. What a, what a scene the, the Bible talks about. And as we come together to, to study God's word, I think you'll see how God has an incredible purpose and that purpose, even though it's a future event, that purpose is for us even today. And so let's go back to our chart. And you'll notice that we've added some new things. First of all, you see where we cover the rapture, we've covered the tribulation, we've covered the battle of Armageddon, the millennial kingdom for the last two weeks. But now we're gonna be on number five, the great white throne judgment. And as we look at these things, you'll see the new heaven and the new earth that we'll study in, in one of our future studies. Let's, let's just talk a little bit about What's the purpose of it? Well, here's what I believe God's word reveals concerning the purpose of this great white throne judgment. The purpose is to judge the wicked dead, we, we call them the lost, for rejecting Jesus Christ as your savior. See, up until now, people have felt like I can reject the gospel of Jesus Christ, I can reject the Lord Jesus, and there's no penalty. But I want you to know that, that God's plan of salvation cannot be rejected without judgment for you. And so the great white throne judgment is important because it talks about a future judgment that's coming. You want to know something? Every single person that rejects Christ will someday be at the great white throne judgment and have to answer to God for rejecting Jesus Christ. Regardless of your background, regardless of how sincere you are about religious topics, or maybe you say, I don't care about them at all, you will still appear at the great white throne judgment. That's why I think this topic is so important. So that's the purpose of it. When does it occur? The Bible is very clear that it occurs at the end of the millennial kingdom. So here's the millennial kingdom that we've been studying for the last couple of weeks. So encouraging to see how God is going to bring back a, a thousand year period in which Satan will be bound. And we'll begin to see how the earth could have and should have been ruled and, and run and, and what a joy to have a righteous government. But you see, I think this has got to be one of the most sober scenes in all the Bible. As I study the, the great white throne judgment, I cannot think of a more sober scene in all of the Bible. That's why it's so important. And so whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, I hope this lesson will allow us to see that God's plan always has a purpose. And when it occurs, is divinely set by God. But it's so important for us to recognize that God's plan is in operation today. Now, as we study this, I, it's helped me to say there's three thrones that the Bible talks about. One is the judgment seat of Christ. This one is in the air. It's for believers. Matter of fact, we studied a, a whole lesson. It's 
It's our lesson, B-tip number 19. You can go back and look at those details if you'd like. And then we looked at the throne of glory. That one takes place on the earth. That's a judgment for the nations. That's what we had in lesson 49 and 50. And today we're going to look at the great white throne. That one is in heaven. That's for the wicked dead. So you notice on these three thrones, one is in the air, one is on the earth, and one is in heaven. Along with these three thrones, it's helped me to organize what God's plan is by looking at five separate judgments, all of them outlined in the Bible. Matter of fact, I think this would be a great subject for some of our future studies as we try to unfold what God's plan is and how important it is for us to understand that God just doesn't act randomly. No, he's got a written record of how he plans to, to go through the ages, and we're enjoying that as we study the Bible. One of those judgments is we call it the judgment for sin. It was the judgment of Jesus Christ on the cross, not for his sins, but for my sins and for your sins. The second judgment is the judgment seat of Christ. That's where the believer will receive the rewards. That's at lesson number 19. We spent a whole subject on the crowns that, that Jesus will assimilate to those who have accepted him and who have lived faithfully. Then there's a third judgment. And this was the, the judgment during the tribulation. I think it's particularly for the Jews who have rejected Jesus as the Messiah. And then the fourth judgment is the judgment of the nations. Remember, we looked at that in our lesson 49 and 50. It has to do with some of the, the nations. They were called sheep nations. Well, they would go into the millennial kingdom. But the goat nations, they were sent straight to hell. What a sobering judgment that is and, and how important it is for us to understand that, that God really does work in a planned way. And today is the fifth judgment, the great white throne judgment. And it's for the wicked dead. And again, it's for rejecting Christ. So you'll notice that each time it centers on Christ, Christ rewards those who faithfully serve him. Christ dies for our sin. Christ judges the nations. You see, Jesus, a loving Savior, died on the cross, but he also will become the judge of a world that rejects him. Now today, even with those five judgments, I want to compare the first judgment, the judgment for sin on the cross, to the fifth one, the great white throne judgment for the wicked dead, the rejection of Jesus. So, so let's just take these two. But I wanted you to see how they fit together. And that's why I thought it might be helpful for us to list all of them. But as we look at these two particularly, I think how to compare them is important. So I want to do it based on the, the judgment and what is it based on. Well, when we come to, to Christ on the cross, here's the finished work of Jesus. And this was done for my sins. Jesus didn't have any sins. He was holy. He was perfect. He was virgin born. He had no sin nature, but I am a sinner. I'm a sinner by my nature. I'm a sinner by my practice. But on the cross, Jesus died for my sins. And God judged Jesus there for my sins. I, I just want to tell you, I'm so thankful that God, a loving God, a holy God, was willing to put Jesus in my place. And so on the cross, there was a judgment for my sins, and Jesus bore that judgment. But when we come to the great white throne, the works and the deeds of the unsaved will be judged. Now, listen to what it says in the Bible. Romans chapter 8, I, I think this is an incredible verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Wow, what, what a verse. I don't know of a single person that has received Christ that doesn't rejoice in that verse. Matter of fact, Romans 8, it doesn't just stop in verse 1. But if you continue on, I find it says this, 
what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who could be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who is he that condemneth? Shall Christ that died, yea, rather is risen again? Who is even at the right hand of God the Father, who also makes intercession for us? You see, the death of Christ was so powerful, so wonderfully planned by God, so perfectly executed by Jesus, that there's no condemnation to those who come to Christ as Savior. My friend, that's why this is so important. That's why it's important to, to understand what's the basis of the judgment. And the basis of the judgment was the holiness of God and our sin. The wages of sin is death. And so Jesus on the cross, he died for my sins. He died for your sins. But can you believe that there would be a world that even though that's a gift that God offers, that there would be people that rejected? And so, again, here's what the Bible says. Let's go to Peter, 2 Peter chapter 3. And I think there's some verses that are just so important. They help us to understand, again, the plan of God, but they also help us, I think, to understand the mind of God. Here's what it says. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and the perdition of ungodly men. In other words, the day of judgment, it's yet to come. There's a future judgment. You see, we've offended God by our sins. He's a perfect God. He's a holy God. He's a sinless God. God loves you, but he hates your sin. And so that's why these two judgments stand in, in stark contrast one to another. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11, verse 15 says this, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. How clear could God be? And so as we look at this judgment of the great white throne, there are three groups of people, and there are three individual beings that all find their resting place, their final abode in hell. And that's why, remember I told you that this is such a, a sober scene. I don't know of a, a more sober subject and a more sober scene in all the Bible than what we're looking at today. It's so important. And so I'm going to classify three different groups. Remember when we studied Armageddon, we saw that, that after Armageddon comes the judgment of the nations. There were sheep nations. They were those that were friendly to Israel. They're going to go into the millennial kingdom, as we saw in Matthew chapter 25. And then there were goat nations, the nations that were enemies to Israel. And the Bible says that they go into the lake of fire. Now, the Bible is very clear about that. It's a, it's a judgment that, that God will make on those nations. But also, we found that after Armageddon, the Antichrist and the false prophet are sent to the lake of fire. So there's a religious being and there's a political being. And those, the Bible clearly states that they're going to be cast into the lake of fire. So that's one group that we know about that will be there. The group of nations who've rejected Israel and were cruel to, to Israel. I think the reason they were cruel to Israel is because they're opposed to the God of the Jews. Not just the Jews, but the God of the Jews. And then we come to a second group. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 4. Notice what it says, For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell, and deliver them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment. Notice that? Reserved unto judgment. The Bible indicates that even though they're in hell, after hell there's another judgment. And so there's a future judgment because they're reserved for it. In the book of Jude, Jude 
verses 6 and 7. The angels who kept not their first estate but left their own habitation hath reserved an everlasting change under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. And so God has a plan. It has future judgments. And wow, he's going to judge those that have rejected Christ in his authority. You see, hell, hell, the lake of fire, is really for the devil and his fallen angels. But unfortunately, the lost and the wicked dead will be cast there if they continue to reject Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Matthew chapter 25. That's the second group. Remember I told you that, that altogether there's going to be three groups and there's going to be three deans. So at the great white throne judgment, there are two sets of books. We find this in, in Revelation chapter 20. What's interesting, the first set of books, notice that one's plural, it contains the, the wicked dead one by one, and it says that their works are recorded there. Now, I think all their wickedness will be enumerated there. I think their sin will be enumerated, their, the abuse, the unbelief, their, their evil thoughts, their, their evil motives. Can you imagine that not one single sin that we've ever committed is not recorded by God? And you see, one sin is enough to, to send us to hell. Can you imagine when, when there's books, plural, books that contain these evil deeds? I, I want to tell you this. I'm glad that there's another set of books. And that second set of books, well, actually, it's only one book. It's called the Book of Life. And so you look in the Book of Life, and if your name is found written there, guess what? Those sins that you committed are forgiven by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. I'm going to tell you this. I'm so glad that God is able to forgive my sins, not because of me, but because of Jesus and the finished work. That was done, judgment number one, that was done on the cross. But if a person's never received Christ, guess what? His name is not in the book of life. Instead, God will judge him out of the books that contain all the wickedness, all the unbelief, all of the, the sin will all be there. That's what the Bible says. And so this third group, if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, you will be lost forever, Revelation chapter 15, verse 5. You see how the Bible documents what the plan of God is? Now, as we put that together, here are the three groups that will appear before the great white throne judgment. Number one will be the wicked dead from the nations. Here they are, the goat nations. Number two, the fallen angels. They will be there based on what the Bible says. Number three, unbelievers who never accepted Christ, the book of life, their name wasn't found there, and they will be there. Also here will be the beast, the Antichrist, we sometimes call him, the false prophet. These three groups and these two individuals have been sent to hell, but the Bible doesn't stop there. There's one more being that will be in the lake of fire, the devil. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. Can you imagine being one of those three groups and being in hell? Can you imagine being there and the company you have is, is the Antichrist, the false prophet, and now the devil himself? I don't know about you, but when I hear people say, well, if I go to hell, at least I'll be there with all my friends. My friend, it will be a dreadful time. Can you imagine the torment that's there? Can you imagine? The, the, I don't know that you're going to, have any people to fellowship with. I think your fellowship will be with, with the devil who deceived you, with the Antichrist who, who deceived you and lied to you, with the false prophet who, who told you to believe the lie. You see, it's not, there's nothing about hell that will be comfortable. 
there will be a lack of water. There will be a lack of food. There will be a lack of, of everything, especially the glory of God. And that's what's going to make it so miserable. And so here's what the Bible says concerning the great white throne judgment. My friend, I want you to know that Jesus died on the cross so you never have to go to the great white throne judgment. That's why he did it. And the, the sad thing is these people, these groups of people are lost forever. The Bible has no hope for these people. You see, that's why I say it's such a somber scene. There, there's never an, a, a time to retry this. There's never a thing you can do. Oh, I think every knee will bow. Matter of fact, I actually think that it will be at the judgment seat of Christ that every knee will bow. These people who boast that they don't believe in God, these people who have done so, some wicked things that, that seem to, to be um, unaware that, that God has sent Jesus to die for them, listen, they will be humbled at the sight of God's holiness and God's perfection and God's beauty and God's glory at the great white throne judgment, but they will be lost forever. And so as we look again at this comparison, judgment on the cross for my sin by Jesus. You see, Jesus had no sin, but he took my sin, he took your sin, he took the sin of the world. Every sin that had ever been committed. Jesus' death was sufficient, his blood was sufficient his resurrection was sufficient to put away all that sin so that we would never have to be condemned at this great white throne judgment. And so the great white throne, it's the wicked dead. And those that have rejected Christ, they will appear again. And all the world will say, you know what, we agree with God. They, they deserve God's judgment because they rejected the solution that he sent. My friend, you will either accept Jesus Christ as payment for your sin and acknowledge him as your savior, or you'll be eternally condemned and sentenced to hell. That's the plan of God. That's the message of the Bible. That's why God gave us a written record. And so again, I want to end our lesson with a question, are you ready? You see, your debt of sin has already been paid for by Jesus. He paid for it in full. There, there's nothing for you to do other than to accept him. I, I hope today as we look at this that you will agree with God, that God is fair, God is holy, God is glorious, and so he says, all right, I, I hate your sin, but I love you. For God so loved the world today, would you admit that you're a sinner and that your sin is what's keeping you separate from God? Would you acknowledge that, that Jesus had no sin and on the cross he paid your debt of sin, he paid my debt of sin by his shed blood, by his death, by his resurrection? And then would you accept him? You see, if you accept Jesus now as your personal Savior, I've got news for you. Your name is put into the book of life. You'll never have to appear at the, at the great white throne judgment. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's sober. But you know what? It can turn to joy. Here's why. Because you see, the sober and the scary is for the lost. And the joy is for those that are saved. My friend, today, would you come to Christ? Jesus died to pay your debt of sin so that you would never be condemned by God at the great white throne judgment, and you can live with him for in heaven. I invite you today to accept Christ, would you? Do it now. If you would like to ask a question of Dr. Linstead and or Bible Truth and Prophecy, please email us at the Bible Truth and Prophecy, or BTIP as we call it, email address. That's BibleTipNow at gmail.com. B-I-B-L-E-T-I-P-N-O-W at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.